say, <laughs> you say okay, I. I gotta get my. Oh, I gotta get okay. My yeah, okay. So, cause I'm gonna be like, you gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. That's it. Hello and welcome back to the Flagrant Two Podcast. My name is Spencer Barnes. Alongside me, as always, my partner in crime, it's Drew Stricker. What's up, world? We are back. We are doing our NBA season preview. We did the Western Conference last week. We are moving on to the Eastern Conference this week. We will start with the uh, Southeast Division here. We will be giving our win totals, breaking down the rosters, and just giving our overall thoughts on the teams uh, before the season gets started. Just as we did with the West, hopefully. Hopefully, But better. Hopefully, (laughs) but better. Less uhs and ums coming from us, hopefully. Uh, No promises. So we'll get things kicked off. The Atlanta Hawks are the first team we'll be talking about today. Uh, they obviously got rid of Jeff Teague and Al Horford in the offseason. Horford now with the Celtics. Teague traded to the Pacers. Who did they get back in that trade? Anything? George Hill went to the Jazz in that deal. And what did they get? Like a, did they get the Jazz? Oh, they got the Jazz's first round pick. That's right. So Torian Prince. Yeah, enjoy Torian Prince or DeAndre Bembry, whichever one you took with that pick. Whichever one pans out. Right? Uh... So, moving into the starting lineup, Dennis Schroeder, your boy, skateboard legend, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they also signed Houston Rockets great Dwight Howard to their team. And that's about it. This team looks not very deep, I must say. Uh, aside from their starting five, they cut Jared Jack, who's, who I was assumed was going to be their backup point guard. He is no longer on the team. Um, so I guess Malcolm Delaney is your only choice if Dennis Suda does not play well. I'm scared. Schroeder, you always had Jeff Teague to like fall back upon if uh, Schroeder did not do well. Now, I don't know if you could fall back on Malcolm Delaney. Maybe you can. The wings are kind of iffy. iffy. I mean, yeah. you're asking a lot out of those rookies. I don't know if Tavo Shefalosha's leg injury from those police officers is back to normal. Kyle Korver's old and unreliable. Had a bad year last year. The Bays God's still there. He is. Uh, and then Paul Millsap, good as always. He's their best player, obviously. Um, 43 and a half wins is their over-under. They won 48 games last year. Do you think 43 and a half is a fair number for them? Thoughts and uh, comments, Drew? Yeah, it's a fair number. I think it's right about what I would have expected it to be. It's got to be lower than last year, seeing as they've had two of their three best players depart. Um, And then, like you said, with who I presume to be potentially a starter by the end of the season, if Dennis Schroeder doesn't uh, carry the mantle properly at point guard with Jared Jack going, I, I don't like that point guard situation. I I don't think I've ever seen Malcolm Delaney play basketball, which... Since is, Virginia Tech? Or is that like including ever, his Virginia probably Tech? Probably ever. 
They uh, gave him like an unreasonable sound uh, sum of money to like be on their team. Like it wasn't even the veterans minimum. Like they were having to outbid somebody for the services of Malcolm, Malcolm Delaney, Delaney, who's been like overseas. I don't know. Maybe he's good. It's it, that you 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 can't feel comfortable with that as your point guard position, particularly too because Schroeder has a game that's like he's bound to be very streaky. Um, he plays like a backup player. He, he goes for broke. Um, he, he's going to swing for the fences every time he's out there, and I think they're going to have some games where he just lays an egg. Um, and without a st- the steadiness of a Jared Jack behind him, that's not ideal. I do think there's enough parts here, though, for them to uh, eke out the over on that 43.5. Everyone I, take a shot. Drew Stricker's taking the yes. over. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, I got him at 46 wins. I think Bazemore's ready to... I want to believe Bazemore's ready to step up to the next level after that good year he had last year. He's... He's ascended pretty quickly from towel waiver to, like, like almost max level player, I you, guess. You, he's so good now that you just forget how much of an all-time, like, 13th man Kent Bazemore was at one point in his career. Like, that boy didn't see the floor for the, the Warriors. Warriors when they weren't even good. And it, this shows you that, like, like we kind of intimated when we were talking about the Warriors, just, like, how good of a culture and, like, coaching and attitude that these good teams have that they can build up a player who doesn't play for them to now be a near-max guy on another team. Like, I think, I think, and that wasn't even in the Steve Kerr regime. That was, at that time, Mark Jackson Mark regime. Jackson. So... You know, there's something to be said for that little, little dose of positivity for the Warriors. Um, but I do, I like Bembry a lot. I think we talked about him last year during the tournament. Great, um, great hair. Everyone loved the Ducks against St. Joseph's in that what was it, second or third round game, and that was the game I had the Ducks losing, and all my Ducks friends gave me shit for it. But uh, they barely pulled it out at the end. It was a close game. Bembry was good. Um, got great hair. Which we always gotta right. get a shout out to the great hairs in the league, um, but I think obviously the question mark is Dwight Howard, like how he steps in. I, I don't know how that's gonna fit in yet, and so I'm gonna lean towards a slightly better version of Dwight than we've seen the last two years. Not like outstandingly better, like some people are predicting, but I think he'll be a little bit rejuvenated playing in his hometown, and he'll keep them competitive in the East. Forty six wins is my number. 46 wins. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Dwight Howard. Yeah, I don't think that was a Mike Budenholzer was pushing for that signing. I think that was like a management, let's get the local kid back, Dwight Howard. A little PR move. Yeah, here, a huh? little PR move. They have trouble getting people to the arena. I believe they did like a Tinder night one time <laughs> like last year or something. They have some odd promotions in Atlanta to try to get people to come to their basketball mm-hmm. games. So I think that was kind of a management move, bringing Dwight Howard. I don't think he fits on this team. Dwight Howard works best when he, like, he's the focal point of your offense. You dump it into him in the post. He either goes up and shoots it or passes it out to a three-point shooter on the perimeter, which Dennis Struda is not a three-point shooter. Kent Bazemore can shoot sort of. threes, not his like, strength. I think he works a little bit better moving around and... Even playing a little bit with the ball in his hands. Kyle Korver obviously can do that, but at 33 years old, I don't know if he... 35 uh, now. 35 years yes. old. Oh, 
is the guy you want doing that. He can't lock anyone down on defense. Um, but Paul Millsap should be the focal point of this offense, the guy they run everything through. And I think Dwight's going to get pissed when he realizes that that's how it works. And Paul Millsap is not content to be Ryan Anderson or Rashard Lewis and sit out on the perimeter and just shoot threes all day. Um, I'm going to take the under because I think this team has chemistry issues. And, uh, point, A.K.A. Dwight Howard issues. <laughs> A.K.A. Dwight Howard issues. Defensive issues at the wing position. Unless, I do like Torian Prince. I know you dislike him. But I think he'll be good. Just probably not this season. Um, and not like good enough to make a difference right now. And I don't like Dennis Shuda as your starting point guard. Um, so I'm going to take the under. In the uh, first installment of the Western Conference, I was hesitant to move teams fairly free, uh, decisively off their last season lines too much. But I'm going eight games on the first team. 40 wins for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm taking the under. Under 500 ball club. Under 500. And I think the only reason they're fi- that 40 wins is because of Mike Budenholzer. If not, they're probably at like 34, 35. Wow. With some no other. faith. No faith in them. I don't like them. Spencer, under, 40 wins. All right, moving on. The former Charlotte Bobcats, now back to the Charlotte Hornets. Am I correct? I always get confused. <laughs> I believe you're right. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> not the same franchise as the Thunder, or not Thunder, the, um, who the heck did? The Pelicans. Pelicans, that's who the they Hornet, are The Hornet, Pelican, Bobcat <laughs> things, you know, Hor- Hornikins. Um, it's like the Browns-Ravens dilemma in NFL. Right, Colts. The Ravens are the old Browns. Who <laughs> no, are the, the Ravens are the old Colts. Who are the Browns or I don't something? Know, like something. That. I don't know. Oilers. <laughs> Oilers. Uh, <laughs> Start dropping. Yeah, I'm just teams. naming teams. Uh, Bobcats, the, uh, Hornets, whatever they're called these days. The team that resides in Charlotte. Other than lose Jeremy Lin. And Al Jefferson, this team really didn't do anything. They got Marco Bellinelli was their big signing. I guess you get Michael Kid Gilchrist back from injury. I don't know if he is the player that you want. I don't think he's the player they thought they were getting at number two. He's a great defensive player, but he has some Tony Allen can't play offensive syndrome. Um, But the team did win 48 games last year. Kemba Walker is on the verge of all-stardom, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I guess they did get Roman Sessions to back up at point guard. I think they have about 12 white guys in the post. <laughs> is, is Larry Bird GMing this team? Uh, I, want, I think they should trade for Nick Vucevic. Yeah. Uh, but I guess Roy Hibbert also a signing. If you like Roy Hibbert, I don't, but... That's a personal opinion. Uh, do you like the Charlotte Hornets? Their over-under is 42.5, so that would be 5.5 games worse than last year. What do you think? Uh, to answer the question from the beginning, of course I do. I like them over. Oh, uh, hey! You guys I are going to get drunk by the end of this. I do have written down as the as kind of like my overarching point on this team is, in quotes, they did not get better. So... I, like you said, I don't think they did much to improve the team. I do think Bellinelli is underrated. Uh, maybe it's Agreed. just because he torches the Blazers, but no, I think I agree. I think he's you. a legitimate backup and a and a great shooter, like an NBA like high level shooter. I think he plays 
if and I can interject defense. real fast, I, I do think he plays crunch time for them, Bellinelli. Just because he oh, can create yeah. his own shot and hit a three. I don't think, I think he plays the spot where Kid Gilchrist would otherwise. Would otherwise. Especially if you're probably down and mm-hmm. you're not looking to stop. Like if you need some buckets, Bellinelli's in that game. I do think. So I said did they did not get better. I don't think they're going to be any worse. I don't think they're missing Jeremy Lin that much. I think Ramon Sessions is close to a fill-in at that point. And I think Bellinelli can replace some of the shooting that they've been lacking. Um, Batum is always a flyer, like which Batum you're going to get, an inspired one or an uninspired one. Um, and the Roy Hibbert signing is like, it's kind of comical because like, while I don't think Roy Hibbert is good at all, like if there's any team that has a use for Roy Hibbert, it's a team like Charlotte who all they do is like pack it in and like Zach Lowe says, defensive rebound every single ball that goes up. Um, they play a style that that fits some of these guys, but kind of doesn't others. Like I think if you just let Kemba Walker loose, like the guy would be even better than he is. Same with, like, Jeremy Lamb. Like, both those guys seem a little bit, like, confined by the kind of style that Clifford plays. But I do think that sort of scheme fits a player like Kaminsky, who probably played a similar type game in Wisconsin where, you know, it's like we're going to win every game 55-50. to Um, I don't know. I, I think looking at the team, they're just solid. I don't... I don't see a whole lot of, they're not going to, maybe they'll win a playoff matchup if they get lucky with the seedings, but they're they're kind of the, uh, who do we describe as? They're fine. They're fine. In the West, that's that's the Charlotte The Mavericks. Mavericks. The Mavericks, they're fine. Yeah, what about them? They're fine. <laughs> What's your win total for uh, uh, the Bob Nets? 46, I think. 46 games. Yes, them and Atlanta both at 46. All right, Drew, you're going to have... No, no, no. I, I got some unders in, in the East. I better. I mean, I hope. I'm waiting for it. Uh, so I disagree with you that Jeremy Lin for Ramon Sessions is just like a pretty basic swap. I think they're going to really miss Jeremy Lin. Well, you know I like Jeremy Lin, so I, it's not really I, a dis- Which is weird because I don't like Jeremy Lin that much as just like a in a vacuum as a yes. player. But on that team, he did provide them with a great off-the-bench presence. Could come in, handle the ball, score if they couldn't get anything going. Which is often. And this team, they just shoot threes. That's like all they do. But they don't make make them. them. No, they they did, though. They shot okay last year. Um, So I think by the end of the year, this crunch time lineup, it's going to be Kemba Walker, Marco Bellinelli, a overpaid Nick Batum, <laughs> Marvin Williams, and Frank Kaminsky. I don't know how I feel about that. That could go one of two ways. That could be like a good thing, like all those guys progressed, or like, man, these guys are finding it hard. This is what we're going to have to go with. Um, I also took the over, just because... The number's lower than <laughs> the number you picked. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, or the uh, the number of wins I selected was above the number of wins they have projected. Yes. I do think they take a step back. You really need to see kind of these younger posts develop, I think, could push them over the edge. Um, but 
Cody Zeller needs to take yeah, a step forward. He does. Him or Kaminsky, one of those guys needs to be like better the, than they in, were. I would I would venture to say like moving forward by next year would need to be like in an all star conversation in order for this team to like truly make some sort of Noise. splash in the East and be like a team that is capable of winning a championship. Ooh, a Charlotte team? Ooh. But Kemba Walker is a great leader. Nick Batum, if you catch him on the right ear, obviously is a great <laughs> second or third piece. And I like Marvin Williams for some reason. Like he's having a, rejuven, a rejuvenation here as like a stretch four who's just like a, I don't know, I like him there. I kind of like the feel of this team. 44 wins, taking the over, wouldn't bet my toenail on it. Yeah, wouldn't bet a single dollar on it. Correct. Um, moving on, a team I do like. This is my favorite. I'll just get it out of the way right now. This is my uh, league pass pick, the oh. Miami Heat. Oh. There's just so many guys. I'm like, I, I'm so interested in watching you play basketball for no apparent reason that you're they're getting the league pass team. Whatever the Suns were or the Timberwolves were last year. Yeah, Suns two years ago, Timberwolves last year. The Miami Heat are my pick this year. Drew, they are uh, their over-under is 34 and a half wins. Can't wait to, for you to tell me how they suck and they're going to win 25 games. Uh, they won 48 last year. They only lost Dwayne Wade. Chris Bosh was off that team halfway through the season anyway, so I don't count him as a loss. Um, oh, they lost Luol Dang, too. Veteran presence. But they did get um, Hassan Westside back, your boy, on a contract, as well as Tyler Johnson paying him way too much money to play basketball. Cause Our boy Tyler Johnson. I do love Tyler Johnson. I don't know if I love him at, like, 16 to 17 million. <laughs> a year. Whatever you're going to have to pay him in, like, two years to be on your team. Oh, boy. Uh, Luke Babbitt. In addition to this squad, but uh, uh, he's not even nowhere. Oh, Dion Waiters, Dion Waiters, Waiters Island taking a trip to Miami. Oh, he's gonna be loving it. He's gonna be clubbing every night. They got Derek wearing Williams white, too. Wearing white suits on yachts, great hair. Derek Williams, great yeah. hair. Uh, but what do you tell me? How bad they suck? They suck. Okay. Uh, I don't. I can't believe I'm that predictable. But I have them winning not quite 25 bad, but 28 wins. Um, I, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, they only lost Dwayne Wade. Well, he's their best player. Like, <laughs> but he was old and like, okay, oh. but who's going to, who's going to score the ball? In Josh Richardson. No, he can't put the ball on the Goran floor. Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic hasn't had a good year in two years. Yeah, that's because Dwayne Wade this team, hindering his improvement. They went out and signed all the like C minus level players that they could. Like Derek Williams is going to be your what starting James four. Johnson. James Johnson, C minus level player. He can't score the ball. He's a good defender, good hustle player. These, I mean, they're just all guys you want to roll out there for fifteen minutes a game, not thirty. Like, this is a year where you're gonna just develop Justice Winslow and hope to God that Tyler Johnson is worth the money you pay him. Like, because otherwise, you know, Hassan Whiteside is as soon as this team goes like to about ten and twenty on the season, you know, Hassan Whiteside's gonna start pouting. He's not going to be a guy. He? That, he's not a leader. He's not a captain. Goran Dragic is probably well, going to get traded. Like, this is going to go south. You think it's going to go south? And I, I think that it's hard. I don't think the players are going to respect how Pat Riley 
has treated Chris Bosh through this whole mess. Like, the guy has a serious health, like, concern, and he wants to play basketball, and they basically locked him into, like, his deal in Miami, and he can't play for, what is it? Can't play for a playoff team or something until... Well, if it depends, like, when they well, cut him. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to they cut him cut past... Him they're going to cut him past, like, the postseason, like, signing right. deadline. So he can't get on a playoff team, Correct. which is probably by the time someone's going to actually feel comfortable ready to sign him. But these guys don't have to see Pat Riley every day. These guys see Eric Spolstra every That's day. That's true. And Eric Spolstra is a quality basketball coach. He is. But I think, like, I, I know if I was on this team, I would be harboring a little bit of resentment towards that. Because you know Chris Bosh is a good dude, like... I, I would imagine that a couple, at least a couple of these guys are like, Pat Riley's a dick. Like, yeah. And you got Dion Waiters being added to this team. Like, who knows how that's going to go. Great. I think, talk about, like, a team chemistry nightmare waiting to happen. I think this could be it. Um, but, like you said, there are some league pass promise here. Or there is some league pass promise here. Like, Tyler Johnson is entertaining as hell to watch play. Terrible haircut. Yeah, <laughs> Terrible yeah, haircut. Worst hair in the league. Tyler, uh, you don't need to get it lined up. Yeah, so. Cut it. Buzz it, bro. Um, like, and honestly, Goran Dragic is entertaining. He's got that kind of that, like, weird... He's the only, like, point guard in the league that, like, reverse pivots and, like, like scores buckets underneath the hoop without jumping. Like, how does he get those shots off? Like, kind of like Steve Nash-esque. Obviously, he probably learned it yes. from Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. Um... And, you know, Wayne Ellington is, like, he'll come in there and, like, get hot, like, four games during the entire season and do nothing else the rest of the year. Wayne Ellington will win like, them at least two basketball games. Probably. <laughs> like, in that Gary Neal mold. Luke Babbitt will come in there and be terrible oh. and just be entertaining because of that. Like, Hassan Whiteside is entertaining just off his game. He's not very, I mean, he's not an all-star or anything, but he's entertaining. Justice Winslow, eventually, you want to think, can be good. But, like, this team is just young and not quite there, and I think... They got a lot of potential factors that they got away. I know you probably love this team. I'm in on the heat. <laughs> I'm in on the heat. I like, I like the the uh, the five that they roll out as a crunch time lineup. I, I'm saying it's White Hassan Whiteside if he's not fouled out. Uh, <laughs> Justice Winslow at the four. That's like a six five guy playing four, and they're gonna play him probably there a lot of the time because. You did mention that Derek Williams, Luke Babbitt, and uh, James Johnson are their other guys who played four. But those guys are all a little (laughs) versatile, or maybe some Mick Bob up there. Uh, But I'd say uh, Josh Richardson, once he comes back, Tyler Johnson, and Goran Dragic. Like, that... That's entertainment I want to watch that. Goran Dragic is dribbling like... The only man since Steve Nash who can dribble like eight times in the key without it getting like swatted away. (laughs) Like... I, and but Dion do you, you think it amounts to wins, though? I do. <laughs> I have this team over. Lock it in. 41 wins. Wow. 500 basketball team. That's, I just... Uh, you might be the only person in America. I... Miami Heat fans, all 12 of them, that show up in the first quarter. Uh, midway through I, the first quarter. I don't know what... I, I, I just can't believe that Eric Spolster would let a team get coached down to, like, 34 wins. Like, I believe in him as a coach and his ability to, like... All these, the sad thing is, all these like C minus level guys they signed in free agency, they all look good in the preseason. Like somehow, they all look like competent basketball players. Um, I just think they're gonna piece it together, and I don't. And I think it'll kind of be like a little fun story. I don't. 
I mean, I don't think they're going to win a playoff series, or we'll see if I have them even getting to the playoffs later on. But you might have them vying for that eight seed. Yeah, I think they're right there, and I think I think it'll be interesting, and I like them. I don't know why. I like a lot of their pieces. Hassan Whiteside could sneakily be an MVP candidate this year. Oh, like that's far fetched. He might. He's gonna put up no. numbers, and if the team wins. If they make the play, you never know. You never know. I'm in on the Heat. I'm in on Eric Spolstra. I'm in on Goran Dragic. This could go south real fast, and they could trade everybody. But I'm going to be on that bandwagon, on that sinking ship when it happens. Heat, 41 wins. Taking the over. Let's move on to the Orlando Magic. This, uh, this is the kind of the opposite of the Bobcats that didn't do anything. This is the team that like is going to have a whole new look. They traded... Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka. Uh, they got rid of Ursan Ilyasova. They somehow managed to turn Tobias Harris into nothing. <laughs> Actually, I think Jody Meeks yeah, technically. Uh, is still there from that trade. Good God. Um, but I, I have no idea what this team is doing. Like, Can you please explain to me how they're going to run like... Seven power forwards into the... Yeah. Like, how are you going to, oh, we're going to play Eric Gordon at shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any explanation for that, and oh. this team is going to be the worst jump shooting team in the, the history of the NBA. Like, Evan Fournier is their best shooter, and even he is, like, very streaky. I don't think Jody Meeks is going to play, but they might have to He's going to have to play. Because he's literally the only, well, I guess C.J. Wilcox can make a shot, but you're not going to play him. He's the only guy that, like, you would feel comfortable playing of any of the guys that could feasibly make a jump shot on this team. Like, I think they're... Here's my take. Like, I think because they go with Vogel as their coach of the future, I think he's going to immediately try and imprint like a new identity on this team. And I think he'll be able to do it. And they're just going to bog down these games into like 1990s abyss. Like, they're going to defend the hell out of everybody, foul people hard, slow games down... And they're not going to be great at it, but they're at least going to have something to fall back on to keep them from being terrible. Um, I mean, there's no doubt that they have a bunch of rim protectors on the team. Um, not but not including Vucevic, your boy. But do they? Like, they got Biombo. Yeah. Are we sure he's that good? Or did he yes. just have a nice stretch in De- Toronto? Defensively, he is that good. I, I, I saw enough last year. And Ibaka, as much shit as I gave him, he's still an elite defender. I don't know. Okay. When? How are they going to play Vucevic? Like, what lineup? Who does he play well with? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. But I also don't have an answer for why they signed Jeff Green. Like, what? Why do you want him? Veteran leadership. Yeah. Irregular heartbeats. Um. Alfred Payton is about one more bad year from just probably being out. DJ of the Augustine league, is going to start a point guard at some point, which is just scary. Yeah, that's. That's not good. But I think the, the ace in their pocket, or the ace up their sleeve... Zonia? Is it? Yes. Your boy. <laughs> My boy. The only bright spot. I'm looking at this squad. The I'll only thing I him. like about him is a little Mario Hazonia. You said guys locking hard fouls. All I can yes. think of is Hazonia just being yes. some guy up, even though he can't play defense. Just hacking the shit out of Talking him. Talking shit. Fouling out in like eight minutes. Yeah. Just like... And in that time, taking, like, nine threes and making <laughs> one of them, like, it's going to be epic. Yes. Uh, oh, I love he, it. So he good. has the kind of, like, 
let the kid ride. Yeah. Let the kid ride. That's all I'm gonna say. He he oozes like talent, but just not in like a productive kind of way. In a way, if that makes sense, like yeah. he has kind of the the swagger and stylings of of a a top level like NBA player. And I don't know if he'll ever be able to back it up, but he's definitely like the king of the irrational confidence all stars. Um, hopefully he takes a step forward because I have them at 38 wins. 38 wins. You're taking the over. <laughs> oh, Drew, taking the over. 38 wins. Who saw that Excuse coming? me, 35. 35. Oh, you're I'm taking just... the under. Is it under? That's 37 and a half is their win total. Oh, shoot. I wanted it to be over, but oh. it is 35. If you want to double check here, it says 35. I, I believe you. Okay. I You had me excited for a second that you took the over. Um, I can't read my own typing. I just, this team just looks like a bunch of, like, fine bat, like, you know, you look at a team, you're like, those guys have good basketball players, I'm just not sure how it fits together. I look at this team and say, they have okay basketball players, and I have no clue how it fits together. (laughs) So it's not even like they're good. Like, I, I think if this team fit together, they might have 41 wins, but this team doesn't, like, Evan Fournier is the only guy on this team who could score, like, on his own. Obviously he can, but he's a point guard but none of, I know but like is he gonna play I don't think he starts the season even like seeing the floor mm-hmm. and I don't know how Aaron Gordon is gonna play the three like boys a four what this team needs to do is trade Vucevic for just like whoever they can get some wings I have my proposed trade in order to get some shooting on the team Vucevic and uh let's see Jody Meeks and CJ Watson to the Dallas Mavericks for Wes Matthews and J.J. Barea. The Mavericks probably say no, but uh, probably both teams say no. But I think it would help both teams give the Mavericks a a guy, a scoring big, once Dirk retires, to kind of build around. And it would give, it would unclog the post in Orlando and give them some floor spacing and another guy who can play the wing. Because I don't think Aaron Gordon should be playing the three. It would give you, let's see, Fournier and Matthews probably as your starters, and then you could bring Hazonia off the bench, and it would actually allow him to get some minutes. Because right now, if they start Aaron Gordon at the three, they're probably going to play Jeff Green at the three. They probably think that because they gave Jody Meeks like $8 million for some odd reason, like they like uh, okayed his like player option, mm-hmm. that they have to play him. I just don't see how Hazonia gets floor time. Um Especially under like a disciplined coach like Frank Vogel, um, who won't stand for any shit. Yeah, like that guy got Lance Stevenson to behave. I don't know how he's gonna, but I don't know. Byron Scott should just coach this team. That's what this team has. <laughs> Byron Scott written all over yes. it. <laughs> well, I, I think Alfred Payton. Oh, that guy's not a starting point guard. No. I'm sorry, he can't play offense. It's the worst version of Ricky Rubio and Serge Ibaka. It's great, but Ola, like you gave up so much for him. You gave up Oladipo, who I think, like, I'd rather have Oladipo on this team than Ibaka. Like, what does Ibaka do? He stretches the floor, but, like, who's going to penetrate and allow him to have open threes? Like, who are defenses going to collapse on? You yeah, had who Kevin, are they going to respect? I yeah, don't you know. had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on your team before. 
two t- guys that like teams would double all the time, leaving Ibaka open for threes. He like, still was just an okay three-point yeah, shooter. Who's going to get him open? Nobody. Like Vucevic? Are you going to dump it into Vucevic and hope they double? It's not coming from them. I just I don't I don't like the magic. I usually do. I'm gonna let's see what how many wins they have last year? Thirty five. I think this team gets worse. I'll say thirty three wins. I'll take the under, as well. So I didn't even look at last year's total for them, but it's interesting to have the same number this year. One thing to take a half step back towards what you said. It's interesting that like. Like, last year, the hype on Aaron Gordon going into the season, like, wasn't huge. And now, all of a sudden, everyone... I don't know, what did Aaron Gordon show last year besides an epic dunk right? contest? Gonna, where everyone expects him to just be this, like, oh, we need like, to move him to the three. He's ready. Like, like, all of a sudden, he can't handle the ball. Has anyone seen Aaron ball. Gordon do anything? He's got no that, three. He's a four. He's, he's... He's a four. He's a four who can't score. He, honestly, he's a five who's not big enough to play five. Yeah. He can't score. He can't shoot. He doesn't rebound. Like, he's... He's so incomplete as a player. Like He's not ready to play 35-plus minutes a game. I think like, I just had a revelation. Aaron Gordon needs to put on about 25 pounds, and he'll be a small ball five. That's that's what he should be. He can't play three. He's going to have to play four, but he doesn't. he's not effective. Small ball five. That's going to be his destiny. His destiny, eventually. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm glad that my number is now the under, but that was you, you brought up a lot of points that made me less optimistic for this team. But I do think Vogel will, will maximize the capabilities of this club. Vogel and Hazonia are the only things I like about this team right now. All right, let's move on to the Washington Wizards. Um, let's see this team. Talk about no depth. <laughs> Good God. I think like they have a slice of bread playing backup point guard for them. Oh, no, wait, that's Trey Burke. They got a bucket of bricks playing backup two guard in three, four, and two. They're going to need somebody with Bradley Bill's injury. Um, let's see. They got rid of Nene. Big loss. Big loss. Uh, I don't even remember who's on this team last year. Garrett Temple's not there. He was the only person who could like score off their bench last year. See, they added Trey Burke. They traded for Trey Burke and uh, communication specialist Justin Trujillo for a, a second-round <laughs> pick to the Jazz. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Does he listen? I don't think so. <laughs> um, they they got to, like, you look at their starting lineup, and you're like, okay, John Wall, Brad Beal, Otto Porter, one of the Violent Morris brothers, and uh, Marching Gortat. This team sucks, dude. You're like, all right. And then you're like, who they have on their bench? Uh, let's see. Their best bench player is Kelly Oubre. <laughs> First of all, when are we going to stop drafting Kansas Wings? Kelly Oubre is trash. I think he might be okay. To, like, just out of necessity, like, gonna have to, like, shoot and eventually make some Who shots. Who was the other lefty that came out that's no longer in the league? Played for the Lakers. Xavier Henry. Xavier Henry. Trash. That boy was terrible. Ben McElroy. Julian Wright. Trash. Like, all these guys. <laughs> yeah. Stop right. drafting Kansas Wings. I mean, like, Jan Mahimi is, like, their best bench player. And, He's out for, like, six yeah. weeks. And he can't play. This is... Except for seven. First, what is Joe House smoking that he thinks his DC Wizards are gonna be good? I mean, he's drink, you gotta drink the local Kool Aid. Like this team is bad, dude. I, when Andrew Nicholson is like my favorite player coming off your bench, like you got problems. Marcus Thornton. Bradley Beal has not played like a complete season. Like yeah, ever. you're gonna see a lot of Marcus Thornton. Marcus Thornton or Tom, is not a winner. Or Thomas Satoransky. Like Jason Smith is like whatever. 
like the like I shouldn't these are guys I shouldn't even be naming because they shouldn't be playing. Like Sheldon McClellan I like in college, but not as like a NBA level guy. So they had forty one wins last year. They cobbled it together. The, I, I don't see how they got better unless you're like praying for a year where Brad Beal doesn't get hurt, which hasn't happened thus far. I don't I don't understand how forty two and a half. So apparently they got a win and a half better despite losing all their depth and not adding anything. Like who, oh, let's put it this way. Who's gonna be better individually than they were last year? Probably John Wall. That's about like it. Otto Porter maybe. And they have chemistry issues. Yeah. John Wall and Brad Beal hate each other. It's this is just the train wreck of a team. And like and oh my god, you upgraded from Randy Whitman to Scott Brown. Brooks. Oh God! What a coaching hire! So that guy can't. So congratulations, your team won't be able to draw up a play out of a timeout. You, you ready for this win total here? How thirty-two wins? Thirty-two wins. This Let's, team sucks. We're locking it. Lock, Let, how much? This money? is my. This is my New Orleans Pelicans of the East. Here. Yeah, you gotta lock this. Lock, in. lock it in. This team is bad. Oh God! Yeah. How much money can you throw down on the uh, the Wizards under? Uh, I'll be with you. I think I had them slightly better than you did. Let's see, what did I have? Thirty-four wins for oh. your team. You know, you got to respect John Wall. Or what did I have? Excuse me, thirty-six wins. Thirty-six oh, wins oh. somehow. Just because I mean, John Wall is like one of the three best point guards in the East. And yeah, Sammy's the best point guard in the world. Probably. And Brad Beal is going to play a couple games, and they're going to piece it together, a couple wins. Um, I just not enough, obviously, but yeah, I I would this is, I would throw a lot of money on the uh, under. I mean, they have a better collection of players, I think, than the Pelicans, um, talent wise. Pelicans, in my opinion, just have Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like that's their only guy. Like John Wall, at least you have some like, okay pieces. I think guys will kind of cobble it together and. When Scott Brooks isn't an atrocious coach. I'm talking myself into thirty six wins yeah. as opposed to like thirty wins. Take the under, though. Yes. And it, well, one thing to say, too, like, if you doubt this, like, negativity we're, we're spewing, like, what you're probably falling back on is, like, that when John Wall and Bradley Beal do play together, they're, like, historically, like, pretty substantially above 500, I believe. Yeah. Well, but they were, like, like, the three seed two years ago with, like, this, same, a similar, similar core. Yeah, similar I mean, teams. they had Paul Pierce and Nene, but like, those guys are on crutches I think now. we talked about this like, before we recorded the Western Conference, like, typically chemistry issues, like, come out, like, after the fact, like, after the season's over, like, oh, yeah, like, we had bad chemistry, like, the guys didn't like each other, like, how often do you, like, hear about chemistry issues, like, three weeks before the season starts? Like, that's, to me, that's a bad sign, like... Brad Beal got paid, and John Wall hasn't yet. Yes. That's the big issue. And... John Wall. Was it John Wall who, like, was complaining about someone getting more money than him last year? Um, some other point guard... Or was it someone complaining about John Wall getting more money than him? Something, I forget. But either way, that's a bad sign when your two best players don't like each other. Like, where there's smoke, there's fire as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would feel very, like, this, of all the Eastern Conference teams I've made predictions on so far, this is the most confident I am in, in my over-under total. So lock, lock in the under there. All right, so that is the Southeast Division we will be back shortly with the, uh, what is it? What's the Northeast? Atlantic. Atlantic Division. That's what it's called. The Atlantic Division and all those great teams. All right. Stay tuned. East Point smokes a bank. Pallet ball in the high. Detail. Uh, old National got the skanks. 
everybody, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's the M.I. Cricket letter, ain't no one better And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater Cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails Oh, hell, there he go again, talking that shit Bend corners like I was a curve, I struck a nerve And now you about to see the southern plague is serve I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent Then I heard it's not what you make, but how much you spend You got me bent like elbows, amongst other things, but I'm not worried Cause when we set up in the party, like I'm out you scurry So go get your fucking shine box and your sack of nickels It tickles to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles Daddy Fat Sacks, B-I-G-B-O-I Is that same motherfucker that took them knuckles to your eye And I try to warn you not to test But you don't listen Giving a shout out to my uncle Donnell Locked up in prison Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if they like fish and grits And all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if they like fish and grits And all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah Oral illustration be like cultural stimulation to the female gender. Ain't nothing better. Let me know when it's wet enough to enter. If not, I wait because the future of the world depends on if or if not the child we raise gon' have that nigga syndrome. I will it know to beat the odds regardless of its skin tone. I will it feel that if in tune it, it just might get picked on. I will it give a fuck about what others say and get gone. The alienators, cause we different. Keep your hand to the sky like sounds of blackness when I practice what I preach. It don't lie. I be the baker and the maker of the piece of my pie. Now break a break a tenfold. Can I get some reply? Now everybody say. Hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, danger. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, danger. Day I sit while my nigga be in school Thinking about the second album at the dungeon Shooting pool like ES to the PN Cause we just to the B in the zone Honey, I'm home, but I'm not married Carried a lot of problems around being frustrated And now I'm sitting at the end of the month I just made it like you made the B team And like your daddy's wife, you making a coffee You heard the ATL again, so back the hell up off Softly as if I play piano in the dark Found a way to channel my anger, not to involve The world's a stage and everybody got to play their part God works in mysterious ways So when he starts the job of speaking through us, we be so sincere with this here. No drugs or alcohol, so I can get the signal clear as day. Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon that never runs out of ammunition, so I'm ready for war. Okay, now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, Oh, yeah, now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. 